0: The pay for like the league and probably mostly around the world, like it's very glaring. Like it's just not enough.
1: I would say Peyton Freya is a very professional soccer player sounding name. Same as <laughs> Charmaine Morgan. So. Nice. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are doing something right at least.
0: They have these side things and like we aren't the main focus and it's obvious we're not the main focus.
1: True talents. guys actually have like you guys are some of the best players in the world like that's something to be proud of and that's something that should be celebrated hello and welcome back to the footy pod where we discuss important topics related to the current trends in the world of football and talent development in general i'm your host sean of and over there is my co-host evan bozeman how's it going sean hello hello and we have a juicy episode today our guests bring firsthand experience and inside information at the highest level of women's soccer, the National Women's Soccer League. One spent three years with one of the most established clubs in the league and is on her way out to broaden her horizons overseas. And the other was recently drafted to a newly formed club and is on her way in. Peyton Perea and Charmé Morgan join us to discuss some glaring issues in the women's game, how their experiences different differ from other major professional leagues, and what can be done to improve the game? Peyton Charme, welcome. Hello.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for being here. So, like I said, you know, we wanted to bring you guys on because you guys have some really good uh, knowledge about, you know, just a really hot topic in the game as a whole. And um, so, why don't we just start by you guys kind of introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your experiences so far, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. Peyton, oh, let's start with you. Okay. Your- All right. <laughs>
0: Um, my name is Peyton Perea. I graduated from Wake Forest University at the end of 2018. Um, I entered the NWSL undrafted. Um, I went through the draft and get drafted, and then I got a call from North Carolina Courage, asking me to come in to trial during preseason camp. Um, I ended up becoming a national team replacement player. Basically, what that is is um, that was a World Cup year, 2019. And when the national team girls were gone, that's when I would kind of like fill in on their contract and like on a roster spot. So that was for two months. I was like basically rostered on the team. But other than that, I was kind of just like a practice player um, all season, unpaid. So I only got paid for two months. Really? Um, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's kind of how I got my foot in the door and then kind of had a little stay overseas in Spain in 2020, came back with the courage and um, been with them since. And now I, like you said, I'm on my way out to Scotland soon. So, yeah.
1: Very cool. Well, I would say Peyton Perea is a very professional soccer player sounding name. Same with Charmaine Morgan. (laughs) Nice. That's (laughs) good to know. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys are doing something right at least. Charmé, tell us about yourself.
2: Um, I played at Oklahoma State University. Um, I technically graduated in 20, but, um, I had an ACL tear my junior year. So I took my fifth year and then COVID. So then I went back for my COVID years. Technically I spent six years there. Um, wow. You just I, love college. Don't you? I, yeah, <laughs> I really do. <laughs> um, and, um, I entered the draft this year and I ended up getting drafted to um racing Louisville in Kentucky and that's where I'm headed next week
1: that's awesome it's going to be a good opportunity for you because obviously you know that being a new club you're going to have a lot more opportunity than maybe Peyton had had at a North Carolina Courage Um, one of our trainers Casey Tillman who you also know from from the past she was actually drafted to the Courage um and spent preseason with them but just never really got a chance because they already had their established core yeah. um, so I mean you know that's that's hopefully gonna be a better opportunity for you and and you can make the most of it um so let's just start by kind of talking about what you guys think is wrong with the women's game as a whole because they to me I know I see a lot of things but I'm obviously not directly involved in it you guys have been in it you have experienced it you've seen firsthand you know both at the college level and at the professional level what you know is happening there so what what would you guys say are some major issues going on right now Hmm. without without trying to (laughs) yeah 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 without trying to expose anybody really i mean we don't want you to hold we don't want you to hold (laughs) back but also don't want to get you in trouble You know but like just start with some some basic issues and and let's build off of that cool
0: well first off i think the pay yeah um and i know it's hard to like compare it to the men's game just because there is more money there and they have more resources and it's like it's been more established But, and I'm not saying, like, we need to be, like, penny for penny, like, equal. Because I know there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. And, like, I'm not fully aware of that. But the pay for, like, the league and probably mostly around the world, like, it's very glaring. Like, it's just not enough. Um, And it's hard to feel secure and feel like you are making a living and a career off of this. I feel like maybe I I hope I'm not the only one that thinks this, but like sometimes it feels like this is my hobby for now because it's just letting me get by with some money and like always in the back of my head, I have to be thinking about my next career and like kind of how to start it while I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be like that. Like you should feel like I'm, I'm a professional footballer. And this is my job. Like, this is my main source of income. And it doesn't feel that way. And it's, I just think, like, the pay is just, it's like, it's not
1: okay. It's not okay. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we had a session yesterday, the three of us, and we were talking about some of these issues. And I know you mentioned, like, how big of a gap there is from, like, what the top players are making, national team players, versus, like, you know, players that are just trying to get into the league mm-hmm. and, and, and make their way, What what is, like, the average salary of an NWSL player?
0: 22? Um, yeah, so the minimum 22, is yeah. 22,000, and that's what I was on this year.
1: That's wild because, yeah. I mean, I made that doing personal training last right. year, and I didn't even have my schedule as full as I would like it to be. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you could, you could be you could be investing your time into something way more profitable for yourself. Yes. But being a professional soccer player is more than a full-time job. Like yeah, it's yeah, an all-time job. Body, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's not just on the field sessions. Like it's what you do off the field too. You got to make a mm-hmm. lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's literally 24 seven. Like yeah. you are a, a, an athlete 24 seven. It's not just the time that you are at games or at practices or, or you know promotional events mm-hmm. whatever because um, even like what she was saying like with the base being like 20 22
3: thousand i think in the mls the base is i want to say 60 70. That's and that's and that's like a, a median I feel like income for yeah. any normal type of entry mm-hmm. level job right so it's definitely at least at least be that yeah yeah and it's gotten
1: up to that like it didn't used yeah. to be that in MLS. I mean, it used
3: to be like you do stories people in new york like the red bulls and stuff they're making like that or maybe even less than that yeah. in a city like New York. So, I mean, it took the MLS a long time to get it. So, I mean, hopefully yeah. it just goes faster for the women. To yeah, they have to go through the same thing? Yeah. You know,
1: you, you'd think it would, like, because I think women's soccer at that level is more popular in terms of, like, fan support. Maybe not, like, attendance at games and mm-hmm. such, but, like, you know, when, when the U.S. women's national team is playing on TV or, or playing anywhere, like more people are going to go and support right. that, watch that than they are the men's team. Right. Just because of their success. Right. And so like, what do you guys do outside of playing to make ends meet?
0: Um, so my first year, um, like I said, I was a national team placement player. So like n- season was nine months Two out of those nine months, I was getting paid. So I was a part-time coffee barista. Okay. So after practice, I would go to a coffee shop and do my thing. <laughs> Literally had no idea what I was doing, but yeah, that was kind of, like, how I supplemented some of my money. And then, honestly, like, I didn't have a part-time job this year because I was kind of responsible with my money. Like, it was obviously tight, so, and I didn't, like, spend a lot, so I made it work. But um, I will say, like, if I didn't have, like, the support for my family, like, I probably wouldn't be able to do this because it's hard, like I mean my first year, like my family was still supporting me and like if I didn't have that, I'd probably have to like let the sport go and like go find a regular job. Um this year not so much, like I said, I was able to, you know, basically do most of stuff on my own, but I mean I still need help. And it's like my third year in going into my fourth and it's like non-college anymore like I want to feel like I'm an adult yeah, sure. and um,
1: so yeah 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 I mean we also spoke one time about like you mentioned before just how it felt like a hobby to you almost and it's like it almost does seem like that for a lot of women's soccer players like I know tons of women's soccer players who like are very good players but just stop playing because they don't see it as like a legitimate career. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are just around here playing local, pickup, you know, whatever it is. And 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 they just, like, you know, stop playing altogether, even going into, like, college. Like, I'm sure, Charmé, you know a lot of players who could have played at the college level that decided not to because they already saw, like, you know, four or five years in advance that that it wasn't going to be, like, a real opportunity for them. So maybe they just decided, like, to focus on their academics rather than, like, sacrificing their whole college experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) to like be an athlete you know they 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 made that decision earlier than some do uh simply because it's it's you know not a legitimate career option for a lot of them Mm what would you say about that
2: um no yeah i completely agree um i don't know i kind of have like my my own thing about it too as well like going into college soccer I was like I mean like if you were to ask me this like I don't know like five six years ago like in high school I'd be like no like there's no way I'd be playing professional soccer or even attempt to do it um sometimes even let alone college but um I don't know I've just you know continued to stay with it for some reason and um because i love it yeah because i love it i mean it's it's like the only thing that you know i've known you know growing up and you know i was i was blessed with this amazing talent you know it's gotten me this far it's you know paid for my education um and thankfully you know i was able to get a degree out of it um so i mean i guess it just depends on maybe how you look at it in a way i mean if you truly you know enjoy it and you know um if you want to go for it go for it but um like some of my friends who like didn't see it as that, you know, they wanted the social life. Um, maybe they wanted to be, like, like a doctor or like, um, I don't know, like an architect. Like that takes like, like a lot of your time in school, um, and you can't do both. There were some girls who even, um, like, ended up quitting. You know, like halfway through, because they were like, I, you know, want to focus on my career, and I don't see soccer, as being something. Um, I don't want to say like profitable, but something that was just useful of their time in a way. Um, And, you know, they just, you know, quit then and there. So I guess it just depends on, you know, what you want and your circumstances.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And that's kind of what I was getting (laughs) at is like, obviously, there's something different in y'all's mentality that like keeps you going versus like other players who maybe were in the same position as you six years ago coming out of high school that just decided to stop you guys kept it going Mm -hmm. and and that says a lot about like y'all's mindset like obviously you're truly passionate about this and like you actually want to like do this as long as you possibly can because it's fun for you you love it like and um ultimately like i think you know happiness is like dictated by doing things that you love to do as often as you possibly can that's what this life is about you know what i mean like you can go and get a job and, and be a doctor or whatever, but if you don't like what you're doing, then what's the point? Even if you are making more money, right? Money will come and go, but mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, are do you enjoy what you're doing? And, right. and that's what it comes down to. Um, so, you know, obviously money is a big issue. I think that like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that it's, it's getting better, like, NWSL is still very Mm new-ish, like, you know, in the beginning stages of the MLS, like, they didn't really make shit either, you know, like, it's not like they made a lot of money, but, um, it's getting up there, Mm -hmm. especially with all the designated players coming in and boosting the average salary and whatnot, obviously, you know, you guys have your U.S. Women's National Team regulars that make a lot more money, and then other international players Mm -hmm. that make a lot more money, so, You know, would you say that it is, like, heading in the right direction?
0: Yeah, I think it is. I think the players (laughs) are also, like, fighting for that. Like, I think it's kind of come to a point where it's like the league either needs to do right by the players or it's just (laughs) going to continue to be the same story. And so, um, yeah, I think it is growing and it is getting better. I think maybe we just have to be a little more patient with it. But, Mm -hmm. I mean... We're fighting the good fight,
3: so yeah, yeah. It's a shame that like one of the ways to fix it would be for players to give up money, or like for like another like maybe like a men's player to like have to give money to the women's game just to get that because it shouldn't have to come from them. It should just come from the league itself, right? Yeah, type of thing. And so, because I mean, I even saw something with uh, Wilfried Zaha. He's a player for Crystal Palace in England. He gave up I forgot how much of his salary that year just to keep the women's team there, just to keep the women's team there going. Wow. And it's like, he has to do that that's to get wild. that. There's like a big problem. So I, that's definitely a way that I wish. I mean, I wish like if I was a male, a male player with that type of money, I would do something with that to obviously help. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, I feel I don't know if that actually helps. Because then the league's yeah. probably just thinking like, oh, we don't have to fix this because these guys are going to fix our problem. Yeah. Type of thing. That's true. So that's it's just kind of like a weird. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of like with the strike and stuff, it's like, players that love it maybe like in your situation like where you needed to you obviously need to make ends meet mm-hmm. you're working as a barista it's like can you afford for the strike to happen right as opposed to others maybe they have like they come from like a family with a lot of means or mm-hmm. their significant others like doing a lot better like maybe they're like a doctor or something like that so it's like they can afford to maybe not play for that season right but then like others it's like like for you it'd be like your first year in yeah the league. that would Like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I'm a professional. (laughs) making no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so obviously, like, there's financial issues. But what about, like, logistical, like, organizational issues? Can you kind of explain, like, some things like like travel, like, you know, the game day experience, Mm -hmm. like, those kinds of issues? What kind of things are kind of sticking out right now?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know too much about, like... The men's like m l s like I don't know how they travel, but um my boyfriend he um is he plays for the Bengals, and so when I would go on away trips, he would ask like are you guys like flying charter or like whatever? And I'm like, uh, we're flying commercial like, with everyone <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. At general yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he like <laughs> thinks that's the craziest thing. He's yeah. like, I can't believe you guys are flying with everyone else. I'm like, well I can like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. so I think like that world and our world, it's like completely different. Yeah. And just like accommodations like with, um, just like you said, like travel and then like maybe hotels or like, I think the like national team, they're saying like their travel accommodations sometimes could be different. Like,
1: yeah. Even at that level, like, I'm sure there's a big difference yeah. between just like the women's, you know, organization and the men's side, you yeah. know, at the national team level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there is, cause that's the whole issue that we're having right, right now, Right, which yeah. is crazy. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, There's not going to be as much money coming into the women's side, but at the end of the day, like it's one organization. So like, are you taking care of the people that are under your umbrella or not? And if you're taking care of one side more than the other, then that's when it becomes a problem. Right. Hmm. Well, okay. So how involved are like, I'd say like club owners, directors, like in terms of like the day-to-day operations?
0: that's like another (laughs) just like based on my experience like I said I don't want to like speak too much into things yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it depends where you are like what club you're at Mm -hmm. and how they choose to spend their time
1: because I'm sure they have other businesses that they're involved in and stuff too where it's not like their main main focus right
0: but I think that might be part of the problem that they have these sad things and like, we aren't the main focus and it's obvious we're not the main focus. Mm-hmm. And I think that is part of the issue. Cause like, if you're not seeing your owners or like your GMs or whoever's in the front office, if you're not seeing them, like you don't feel their support. And mm-hmm. it's obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because of everything that happened last season, like, Teams are trying to rebuild that and kind of do it right. I don't know if it's going to be right the first time. Yeah, yeah, that takes time. Yeah, you know, it's like trial and error kind yeah, of thing. Cause for sure. new, it's fresh. Yeah, for
2: sure.
1: Because yeah. there are some new <laughs> clubs coming up that are led by former players mm-hmm. or Is even
3: like the, what's that new one coming out the angel like, city yeah, i was about like to bring them up. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's yeah. like all yeah. women <laughs> you know yeah, up there getting Literally. It's up, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that that has to be a good influence on the rest of the league
0: yes and you hope and i think that like that will drive the competition because it's like if you're at a club where you don't feel like the people who are running it are taking care of you like they're people are going to want to look elsewhere and like mm-hmm. you don't want to be the club that everyone wants exactly. to just drop and leave so yeah. i think mm-hmm. clubs that are doing it right like it's gonna force everyone to kind of put their money where their mouth is and like make it a place worth staying and yeah. playing for
1: yeah you have to you have mm-hmm. to or you're gonna get left behind like it's a competition just like any other business industry right. you know like they're all business owners and other areas or other you know industries so they know what competition is like if another you know organization comes up that threatens their business like Mm -hmm. they have to make changes to keep up with it and same thing applies here yeah so obviously there are more like clubs coming up with former players and, and and you know maybe former coaches that have soccer experiences like leading the way how many how many like I guess what would be, like, the percentage of ones that do have soccer experiences or soccer experience as a whole versus, like, people that have never been involved in the sport at all? Oh, I have no idea. Probably, like, around 50-50, huh? Yeah. yeah. The
3: fact that you even have to think about it. Yeah. Is probably
1: like, I know. Yeah. And maybe
0: that's, like, bad on my part because maybe I, like, don't pay attention too much yeah. of that stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: 50-50. I just think that's interesting because I feel like soccer <laughs> more than any... Maybe not. Maybe I'm just like being biased, but I feel like soccer more than any other sport, like you need to truly understand the sport, you know, in order Mm -hmm. to like drive the clubs forward. Like, I mean, if you look at any other like world renowned clubs, like the biggest clubs in the world, you know, Manchester United, Barcelona, like those are, I mean, yes, you you see some situations where like the Glazers come in for United and just like, they don't know what they're doing. They're just American people. Like Getting money for the bucket. They're just business owners. But for the most part, like mm-hmm. if you look at their history, it's yeah. like soccer people that are running it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's it's the like it's the heart and soul of that yeah. town, of that city, of mm-hmm. that area. And like, you know, they do it because they're passionate about it. It's not a business per se for them, like it is, but you know, that's not what drives them necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. So, hopefully, like, it kind of, you know, steers in that direction. Obviously, with women's soccer still being kind of, like, you know, in its infant stages as a whole, like, I mean, you look at when women's soccer first started taking off, like, I mean, the earliest memories I have of it are just, like, the 90s, like, Mm -hmm. of the national team, like, them just being really successful and whatnot, and and now it's those players that are coming in and starting to lead clubs Mm -hmm. and things like that, so... You know, maybe now that, like, you're starting to see a new generation of players and then an old generation of players, like, moving out and coming back in, we'll start to kind of see more of that. But, uh, of course, like, you know, the su- success of the women's national team and, you know, the popularity of the women's, you know, NWSL and then and then other leagues coming up around the world, like, it's encouraging more and more young, you know, female athletes to stay in the game and and not just, like, give it up, you know? Because I think at the youth level, like, girls' soccer has been always, like, one of the most popular sports, but then it gets to, like, high school age where they just drop off. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that'll change. I don't know. What do y'all think?
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Um, I think it's just, like, kind of like a a mental thing at that point um like you know just whether like you keep playing you know, like um in high school and stuff like you said like that is kind of like where like a lot of girls like you know kind of drop off and stuff um
0: i don't know (laughs) i feel like it'd help if it was there's more visibility to the game because i feel like growing up i'd never watched women's soccer so like my favorite players were all male.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think like making the game more accessible and like easier to find, because sometimes you have to like go through all these loopholes just to find a women's game. Yeah. You have to have like a subscription to yeah. The, like, or yeah, Yeah. And then Twitch. literally like half of our games <laughs> are on Reddit Twitch stream. this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> got to get a virus on your MacBook to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I think like, The important part is, like, having women's games, like, easy to view so younger girls can kind of see, like, okay, there's a professional league here, there's a professional league overseas, like, they can see, like, there is a path for them after college or if they choose to bypass college, whatever. I think that would help keep girls in it for as long as possible. I
3: feel like I also knew a good amount of girls that only used it to get a scholarship right mm-hmm. college yeah. and I didn't knock them at all for that I know some of like my teammates were kind of like oh well that's annoying you're doing this and I'm like no like sure. they've worked their whole life for this if they can if this is the peak they can get to and this is like they can get that that money to pay for that school then by any means but yeah, that, that is kind of is a reward because it kind of the day. It yeah. makes you think about it as well as it's like do y'all think you got treated I mean you don't obviously know yet but I'd assume y'all being at like really good d1 programs like at times you feel like you were treated better like at Wake Forest than at North Carolina
0: yeah
3: without question right mm-hmm See, I hope it's not the same that you see, but that's another thing that's weird to me is like, especially going to these big schools that are expensive, it's like you're getting full rides, they're taking care of you like this and that, and it's like, I know it's because the school has a lot of money from other things driving it in, Mm -hmm. but it's just so weird that you go from this level to this level to college, you obviously, if you got your, if they paid you in salary, like they took care of your tuition, it'd be a lot of money, Yeah, Yeah. and then it
1: seems like it's just like a step down Yeah. once you get to it. It's a great segue into my next question, Evan. (laughs) So, like, do top college programs or NWSL clubs have overall, like, better fan support, better stadium quality, better just organizational, mm-hmm. you know, experiences? Yeah.
0: Um, I will say the NWSL fan base is, like, they're hardcore. Like, yeah. they love, like, ride or die for the NWSL. So, I think that's sick. So, like, I would say cool. the fan base is better, yeah. at least from what I experienced at Wake, mm-hmm. which they love the men's team, but, they like, love they the love the men's team. Which they're sick. They're so good, so whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, what about us? We're good, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I Like I said, I feel like it depends where you go. Um, but there is support for the league. It's just, like, just like attendance or just, like, more resources – given and like pushed into the clubs I feel like would just like make the overall experience as a player better Mm -hmm. um but like I said it depends which program you go to and then it also depends like which program you're at for school because like maybe you go to a smaller school and then you go professional and like you feel like you're a professional Mm -hmm. where or sometimes like you're at a big time school you go to a smaller club with maybe like not as many investors or whatever yeah Yeah, so I think it just depends Mm
1: interesting interesting um, what do you think your experience is going to be like, Charmé? I mean, I know you really don't know yet. Yeah. Like, it's all, uh, little, you know, it's going to be new to you. But I know, I'm Like, what was it like at OSU? Because, I mean, you guys were pretty good.
2: Yeah, um, we were pretty good. Um, um, we didn't have, you know, the year we expected to have this year. But um, the last couple of years, we've, we've been really good, brought in a lot of good talent. Um, we, I mean, we had, like, just built, like, a brand new, like, $5 million stadium, so that kind of like drove like some traction um with like fans and stuff
1: you mean at osu yeah at was osu that, was that like only women's soccer yeah it's
2: what only is... big 12 is um cuz of like title oh, I nine mean, i wasn't sure it was it's like, like the
3: stadium was it track and soccer no
2: it's it's, it's purely women's soccer? Strictly, it's just have you seen have you seen a picture of it like it's i haven't. it's phenomenal it's amazing it's i'll, I'll, I'll show you a picture really cool? it's yeah. it's really cool um it's brand new um but it took them like like 10, 15 years to actually build it because <laughs> oh, wow. they were just, cause they were trying to, you know, like seek investors and stuff. And they just, you know, needed that support. Cause, um, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was like 07, and 08. Like they went like back to back, like elite eight, like they were like a really good team and stuff. And so they were like, you guys need like a new stadium. Like they, they didn't have anything. Like, um, we were like in like tents, like at our fields and stuff like that. But, um, besides that point, um, um, it was like it was a good experience. Um, they, you know, really took care of you. Um, like the ADs, you know, they were really on board, you know, with women's sports and stuff. And um, I feel like, you know, we did, you know, get some support. Um, you know, things could be better, but you know, I'm still grateful for, you know, the things that you know did happen, the experiences that did happen, um, the opportunities that did come. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think mainly like just the stadium, you know, and then like just with the Big Twelve and like Title Nine. Um, is probably like a lot different from like your experiences and you know maybe some of the things that you benefited from that like we didn't have or things we benefited from that you didn't have available to you um but yeah um I don't know I mean I guess I don't know it's kind of maybe the same experience like going from like a new college you know environment with you know new fancy things and stuff going Mm -hmm. to Louisville who's also like new and everything Mm -hmm. but um I don't know, with, like, coaching and stuff like that, you know, how that, you know, goes about. Because at that level, the professional level, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like, you know, like, with money. Like, if you have money, you have, like, this power. So, I mean, when you're investing in something, you know, what is, you know, what is that owner's relationship, you know, with the coach? You know, is it, um, how do you say, it? like, you know, are they, like, controlling them or something? You know, like, I'll invest this much if, you know, you play this player right, right. kind of thing. You know, and I mean, not, I don't, you know, think that that's happening, you know, but, you know, it can happen, you know, especially like with, you know, women's soccer and like how new it is, you know, you can say, oh, this might be, you know, a good investment kind of thing. But, you know, you just never know, you know, where people's heart is, you know, like you were talking about earlier, you know, if, if they're, you know, in it for, you know, the right reasons, like, you know, soccer's in their blood, like they really enjoy soccer, you know, or are they just in it, you know, just, you know, to, um, increase their net worth or something, but, you know, you, you just never know. So, you know, um, I'm just, you know, excited for the experience and, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just something, you know, you just, you just have to experience, you know, it can be good, it can be bad, but I mean, it's, you know, what you make the most of it, you know, like I'm young. Um, I don't have any commitments right now, (laughs) so, um, you know, I can You know, I can do this. Yeah, Yeah. like, you know, why not? You know, it's it's an opportunity. So I'm 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 nervous, but, you know, I'm excited. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. So like, you know, you mentioned like the power and influence of certain people with money. I think there's also like a power and influence with like the women's national team players. You know, we spoke about that yesterday. How do you think that that their success has kind of influenced the direction as a whole of the league, the NWSL? Mm -hmm.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think that they've definitely like paved the way yeah, um, yeah. in a big way. For sure. Um, and using their platform in their voice. Um, I think that that's been a really big thing these past couple years, you know, just with all like, you know, the social injustices and everything going on in the world, Um we, you know, we have a voice. You know, you can speak on that, um, and just, you know, like just saying, you know, one or two things, uh, speaking your opinion about something that maybe you're passionate about, or something that really just doesn't sit right with you. You know, you can, you have a right to, you know, have a call to action. So when something's not right, you know, someone speaking about it, you know, it speaks to you. You know, you can, you know, join them with that. You know, say like, hey, like these women need to be paying more. You know, like that's really like unfair and. You know, then people start to, you know, look at the league and, you know, then like, you know, all this stuff starts to come out like, oh, this is what's really been happening behind the scenes and stuff, you know, and then other organizations, you know, start to get on. I know like in a Zoom meeting they were having with us the other day about the CBA meeting, um, like they were talking about how like the MLB is like really behind them and um, like people like in the NFL and stuff. So, I mean, like they, they have, you know, the support and, you know, when something, you know, goes wrong, like, you know, it just brings you know, more more attraction to, you know, that awareness. Yeah. And it
1: just gets the word out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think overall, I mean, it's definitely been a very positive influence that they've yeah. had. And obviously their intentions are pure, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course maybe in the short term like it might have a negative impact on like some of the players who need that income to live, to survive, to continue to like focus on their career. But in the long term, like it's only gonna be good. yeah yeah so what do you think about like okay let's talk about like major differences now from like nwsl versus other pro leagues first let's talk about other women's pro leagues because you know like the women's super league in england has recently formed but they're going to have a lot bigger financial backing and support you know from their parent clubs the men's Mm -hmm. side than of course like teams in the NWSL Um, but there's also like the French League you know the Mexican League like like how do you think that the competition level here compares to the competition level in in other leagues
0: um oh that's a tough question I can't speak too much just because like I haven't really played in a lot of leagues obviously Uh (laughs) um But I feel, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the NWSL overall, like they just like check all the boxes, like athleticism, soccer IQ, like technical, tactical. Like I think it's kind of, how do I say? I want to say like the whole package, but it's like they got a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. where it seems like if you go to different parts of the world, like... Like in Spain, like they're probably like super technical, you yeah. know. Like, I feel like European teams, like, it might mm-hmm. not be as fast, but and it's not, might not be as transitional because the NWCL is very transitional, yeah. Yeah. but there it's very like, we're gonna keep the ball, we're gonna go when we wanna go. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's super like comfortable on the ball, you know, and like the game might be a little slower, but I think it like it takes more to break teams mm-hmm. down, and I feel like we kind of saw that, like. In the World Cup, yes. say like Spain and US, like Spain
1: were the better team. They were knocking
0: the ball around, but like US, like we're athletes and we can run yeah. and like we know where to like put balls in behind or whatever. So I think it kind of just like, it depends where you go. Like everyone kind of has their style, but like they, they do their style very well. Yeah. It's so like NWCL has their style, but like it's very good. Go yeah. Spain, go to France, like they, everyone has like their thing. It seems yeah.
1: Like. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm biased towards that game. Like, you guys know, like, I prefer a more technical game. And so, like, when I was watching the Women's World Cup, I was like, wow, like, there's some other countries that are really catching up to the U.S. very fast. Very fast. And before they, before you know it, like, they're going to pass them up and they're really going to start to dominate the U.S. team. And so, you know, yes, obviously, there are different styles and no one style is necessarily better than the other it's just different Mm -hmm. you know you have some people that prefer one style versus the other and and you got to find players that fit that mold a little bit better um but you are starting to see a lot of like u.s or american players rather um going and playing overseas for that reason like Mm -hmm. there's not as much opportunity here like we'll go back to casey for example like she's a very technical player But athletically, I don't think she could have really like you know kept up with the the speed and the and the and the physical presence of the NWSL. But then she went over to um, uh, drawing a blank PSV PSV PSV, Eindhoven, you know, in the Netherlands. And obviously, you know, their history suggests that they're going to be a very technical Mm. country as a whole. You know, even with newly formed women's teams. She earned a starting place and was like a key player for them all yeah. season long, yeah. like after not making the Curtis mm-hmm. team, you know. So that just goes to show you like the difference right there. Um, and and yeah, I think that like pretty soon, like these other countries are going to start catching up and closing the gap pretty quickly. And then we got to figure out like how we're going to keep that gap.
3: Well, I yeah. think I feel like we got a head start on it. Not a head start, I mean, I feel like obviously the fight now for, like, the women's team to get as much money as the men's or even, like, get respect to what they are. I feel like we probably gave them more money than other countries even gave them anything. Oh, for sure. At first, sure. yeah. So do you think it's now a thing where other countries are finally starting to just put a little bit of money into their, like, national teams and they're just starting to actually kind of yeah. get to where it is?
0: I, I think so. I think, like, women's soccer here, like, especially for the national team, I feel like they've – I don't want to say always because, like, I don't know really what goes on. But, like, we get the viewership and, like, people love the women's national team. And, like, mm-hmm. they have the money to, like, do all the stuff in regards to, like, training facilities, like, sports and, like, our strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Like, all that stuff to, like, breed these footballers and, like, these athletes. Whereas, probably, like, in other countries, like you said, it was probably not – the investment wasn't there early on. Yeah. So – but now the investment is there True. and I think people are seeing like their brand of soccer is very good too. So it's like it's starting to grow. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to make things like a lot more fun because there's going to be a place for every person who wants to play a pro. Like sometimes I feel like NWCL's end all be all and sometimes in my head I feel that way. You think like that is it? But I think if like other once other leagues start to grow and maybe the gap between the best team and like sixth place like isn't so big, like it's going to be more appealing for people to go overseas cuz like their style of play might fit yeah. better there or like just them like their profile as a player is going to be better. So I think like I guess to get back like yeah, the US had an early inception where I think countries are starting to kind of figure that
1: out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that like that's something that I tell the players that I work with all the time. You know, obviously I work with more. My team is uh, they're they're boys, mm-hmm. so like I'm always preaching to them about how like you know going to play pro is a real option for them, especially the level that they're playing at. It's an ECNL team, so like that's the top level for their age group, mm-hmm. and you know some of them are like. They, they still don't even think that that's an option. Even college, like, they don't think that that's an option. And I'm like, look, you could be playing, like, Classic 2 right now, and there's still a professional option for you somewhere in the world. Like, yeah. maybe not Division 1, maybe not, like, for Liverpool Football Club, but, like, you can play Division 2, II, Division 3, and, and still make a living. Mm-hmm. You can still, like, live your dream. Your dream is to play and be able to support yourself. So, like, you can still do that. And that just goes back to what you said, you know, just now, like, the more and more that other leagues develop the more opportunities there's there is going to be for for you know young girls who want to play at that next level but have never considered it even an option right that's interesting
3: there like that number came out the other day of like i think the next barcelona and madrid women's game how many tickets did they sell it's oh like yeah
0: they sold out camp nou that's, that's wild. wild for their champions league i think but like, that's what needs
1: to yeah. happen like absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean those are some of the top players in the world right there. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like that's another thing I always thought was kinda of weird
3: as well, is like whenever they would do I know it's just an award singing at the end of the year, like when they like the ball yeah. on your and stuff like that. It's like you feel like you even the the like the years when the women's national team wins the World Cup or wins the Olympics, there's always like one player on there.
1: Yeah. 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 And I'm just like It's usually some uh, a player from another country that yeah, wins, you know, just, it. yeah. And that's yeah. another thing I don't get about it is like they do other countries
3: not respect the NWSL or is mm, it like good question.
0: I don't know.
3: Cause
1: yeah, it's just that, that is a good something question. I've always thought about. Yeah. Hmm. It just makes sense. I'm sure there is a little bit of like, not disrespect, but like kind of like Americans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because same way that like European players consider the MLS, you know, Definitely, it's just yeah. like it's a run and gun league. You it's know, a retirement league. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's I'm sure I'm sure there is a little bit of that yeah, for sure. Five
3: thousand tickets
2: that's so sick that's so cool yeah also going back to that i think too because i mean like i hear like in the u.s i feel like soccer is just like it's like a privileged sport in a way uh compared to like you know like other countries and Mm -hmm. stuff so i don't know maybe they other countries might look at it like look at it you know the same way and they're like oh you have money like you can do all this and that you know pay for this but you know and have like these nice like grass fields and stuff and like goals with nets but you know they're out there like playing like i don't know like on like uneven fields with like dirts mm-hmm. and rocks like mm-hmm. I know like um international girls that would come in like on our team and they're like this is so beautiful you guys are so lucky blah blah blah, this stuff and, and we're kind of like oh, this is normal but they're what? like oh <laughs> they're like we don't have this back in France or like in Spain and uh Switzerland or whatever like that so I don't know maybe that's like part of it too like just how soccer is valued here as opposed to you know mm-hmm. over there to play, man. yeah yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: yeah that's a whole nother episode yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so we talked about like the competition level let's bring it back to the logistical side of things like you know like one one major issue that i see is like the nwsl along with the mls they're on a completely different schedule structure like they play from you know february march to october the summer months everywhere else in the world they're playing the opposite schedule like they play from september to may and and that's the way it is so like that's just gotta be like, I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta be detrimental for some of the players who may be wanting to transfer because the transfer, the main transfer window in the summer falls in the middle of y'all's season. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Why, why is it not aligned with the rest of the world, and is it ever going to be?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like we always America, like we always try to be different. Yeah. So <laughs> like. The rest of the world's on this schedule, and we're like, no, we're gonna do this because it's different. I don't know. I don't know why we do it. I They're think- just trying
1: to Americanize the sport yeah. and yes. and make it like the rest of the domestic leagues: NBA, NFL, MLB. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, part of the reason, like you mentioned yesterday, is like they want to attract more fans that may be supporting those other leagues, you know, and and put and put most of y'all's games during a time where it's not going to conflict with those other other games but I mean I think that that's like the wrong mindset you're not going to pull NFL fans over to the NWSL or like NBA fans over to the NWSL like that's its own fan base like it's a very specific niche you can't like try to cater to the general public you got to cater to the people that actually like are supporting you you know I don't know it just doesn't seem like it makes much sense and it seems like it's something that is gonna really hold them back unless they fix it like
0: yeah yeah I don't I don't know what the solution is I don't know why they do it um like I said I feel like it just kind of conflicts because everyone else internationals coming over or like national team players like um international tournaments going on in the summer and like we have a Whole le- like, we're in the thick of our season when, like, Olympics or World Cup or mm-hmm. qualifiers or whatever is going on, so I think it kind of just, like, it's probably really taxing for the national team players, too, like, mm-hmm. they feel bad when they go with their national team, or they feel bad when they're, like, somewhere else, and they're supposed to be somewhere else, I don't know, yeah. but, yeah, I just think it's kind of silly, and it I think...
3: It doesn't make sense, because if you want to sell tickets, you want those players there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's just... Right
1: a mess
0: yeah i don't
2: know maybe it's like for like traction too because like and what you have like football like nfl is what like august to like february and like basketball is like same time so i mean mm-hmm. what like the summer kind of like the like one a, season yeah. where like not one particular sports playing so like yeah. why not just throw soccer there i don't know just put it the same time yeah. as baseball man
1: yeah nobody cares about <laughs> 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 let's be honest
3: like manchester united it's not going to get me to I'll watch
1: the Cowboys over there. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Maybe not NFL, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with transfer windows and stuff, that could present a problem. I, I know a lot of, like, the women's national team players, like, whenever the NWSL season ends, they'll go and play in France or in England or whatever. Um, but I feel like there would be more opportunity for other players to make those kinds of moves, too, if it wasn't... If the main transfer window wasn't just right in the middle of their season, you know, yeah. like maybe there is a better opportunity for them overseas, but they never even really get that chance to, to make that move because they're tied into their team. They're committed mm-hmm. to their club. Like for you, you're going basically in the winter transfer mm-hmm. window over to Glasgow mm-hmm. FC. Is it Glasgow City? Glasgow FC? City, yeah. Glasgow City. And that's just a women's club. Yeah. Interesting. So do you think that that's going to be an advantage like for you? And the club as a whole, like, it being just a women's team? Or do you think, like, or do you think that having, like, Rangers and, and Celtic, like, them having a men's side is going to be a bigger advantage? Right.
0: I don't know. I feel like it seems if you have, like, a men's team, it seems like your resources might be better. But, like, I don't know. It, when I was in talks with Glasgow, like, I feel like, they're doing it right and they're trying to do right by the players like I just think their whole philosophy of like they have an academy for like the young girls like they bring up to the first team and like I don't know I think it's really cool that they're not trying to do it on their own but it's like this is our club and we're gonna put pride and money into it and like invest in it so yeah I think it'll be interesting to see like if we go play at Celtic go play at Rangers like see what kind of support yeah yeah that'll
1: be interesting so, do, like, where where do they televise their games there? Because, I mean, you can't find those games here, but yeah. I know, like, the NWSL is broadcasted on Paramount Plus mm-hmm. now, which is a big step up for sure, yeah. you know, as opposed to what it used to be because, I mean, you got to have a streaming service for anything that you want to watch these days, but yeah. Paramount Plus also has the Champions League and mm-hmm. Europa League and, you know, other things where, like, I mean, people are going to have to have that subscription, so right. having that subscription will allow them, you know, easier access to be able to watch NWSL games. But what about, like, those uh, international leagues, the European leagues, like, where are they broadcast? Where can you watch those games? I
0: think there is, like a, it's like, ATA football or something. You might want to look that up. Can you up. get it here? Or is yeah. It, okay. And there was, like, they have, um, like, the English Super League there. Um, I'm trying to think. They might have, like, champ- the Women's Champions League. Um, so, like, there are ways to find the games. I would not I would say that's probably, like, the main platform for now. It's, like, newer. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, though. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yeah, and I think... Again, making it more accessible like to other parts of the world because like I feel like even I don't know maybe big time players who are overseas because I don't see them.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't, or like I hear their name, but I don't know like the position they play, what mm-hmm. kind of play they are, or whatever. Um, so I'm hoping my games will be streamed. I don't know. i well, will be
1: watching if, it, <laughs> yeah. if they are. So let fun. me know. Yeah.
3: I'll be somewhere.
1: Yeah, we'll be able to see you, Charmaine. Don't worry. <laughs> I have Paramount Plus. We'll get a registered team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go back to, like, other domestic leagues, NFL, NBA, you know, MLB, NHL. Like, you mentioned your boyfriend plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, like, what are, besides, obviously, travel accommodations and things like that, like, I mean, what are some behind-the-scenes major differences between that and, like, the NWSL?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, we already talked about pay, but yeah. like
1: that part is obvious, yeah. <laughs> but
0: like a practice player. So, I was a practice player. Uh-huh. Not getting paid. Okay. Practice player who so gets paid. Is still going to make cute. like a
1: 100. No.
0: Gets paid a couple grand a week. So, Decent. that is like Yeah. I mean, that's obvious.
1: I mean, that's six figures a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's unreal. Like you're still okay being yeah. a practice yeah. player. Well, I'm like great. All right. more good job. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like
3: because yeah. yeah. even like with like the WNBA, if you look at their pay, like I saw something the other day on Instagram. It was like the highest played player player in the league who's making like I think she was like like two hundred and thirty thousand a year or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And even to me, that's nuts. Like that someone like that, and it was like one of the big players. Like I don't know if it was Tarasi or she might retire a while ago. Della Ellen Delonadova, I don't know, messing that up, but she's like literally the face of women's basketball for the Olympic team, this and that, and she's making like that much. But then you go to the other players in the league and they're they're on more, I'm pretty sure, than the NWSL players, but it's like to that like point. Yeah. So it seems like it's the same way across like all women's sports. Yeah. In the U.S.
0: Which is just sad. Yeah. Because it's just...
3: Because then I know, I don't know if it was a couple years ago, they would show like the WNBA players, they would play like the way the season lined up is they would play with this team. And then the second the season ends, they would go to China. Mm-hmm. And the second that season ends, they would go somewhere else. And yeah. so it was like they were playing. They, were, they weren't they were taking any time off just trying to make money. They had to,
1: like, go from this league to that league to that league. And yeah, that was, dude. like, a yearly thing. Yeah,
3: yeah and it's, like – It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Because, like, for practice, like, for your boyfriend, for example, like, is he making money out – like, is he – is it? does his contract cover his pay outside of the season too or is he only getting paid during no, the season? No,
0: it's o- only during the season, but, like – I think it depends how you live also. If you're not like a big extravagant spender, like you can make it work, no problem. For sure. So thankfully he's like smart with his money. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, like stacks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's different now. Um he can save there easy. But like the NWSL recently. Um the contract goes through the whole year. So like whereas before it would end when the season ended and a lot of girls would go to like Australia because that okay. would be the, it's league. the same thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. To kind of supplement that money. Um but yeah, it's like crazy because now our salary, our contract goes the whole year, so we're getting paid the whole year. So we don't so we don't have to go anywhere. But like for NFL, like they don't have to worry about I mean, I might And I don't want to speak for anyone, but like they might not have to worry about getting a job during the offseason because like Mm. they've made enough money during the season where they can cover it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know like all of those leagues, there's a draft, you know, if you're a top draft pick, like you have a certain amount of guaranteed money. If you're a lower, you know, draft pick, like chances are you're still going to get signed. And then there's a bunch of undrafted players who have to work for their, you know, contract and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, I know with the MLS and obviously the NWSL, like there is a draft for college players, which to me just seems like a formality at this point. Like, what's the point? What's what's the point in a draft? Because nobody's got a guaranteed contract. Like you, well, maybe for top MLS, MLS but but like, you know, you still got to go and earn your contract. Why? Why is it like you don't have a draft in any other league? Like if you're good enough, you, maybe you go on trial first and then you get signed. You just get signed. You That's your contract. You earn that. Like if you've been drafted, it means you're good enough. Like you should be signed at that point. Yeah. It, it seems kind of ridiculous to me that you have to like go through the process of getting drafted and then you have to go and basically prove yourself to earn a contract too. Like, yeah. I don't know. That. What do you, what do you think, Charmaine? I mean, you just got drafted. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's big time, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do I don't really know. I mean, that that is, like, a good point. You know, like, you get drafted. It's like, oh, yeah, you're good enough. But, I mean, also, I guess, too, at the same time, it's like, are they making, like, like they're making an investment in you, too. So, it's like, if you, you know, if you don't show up and play how, like, they expect you to play, then, like, I don't know. Like, then, you know, like, they're, like paying you when, like, they could be playing someone else that, like, they need, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that is, yeah. Like, it, cause, I mean, I think, like, it is, like, an investment. I mean, I guess that's kind of, like, the same thing, like, with college. Um, I know, like, whenever I first, um, had, like, signed my contract, like, I was guaranteed, like, you know, like, all four years that, but before that, it was, you know, year to year. So, I mean, if, You know, you're not pulling your weight. You're not, you know, doing what you're asked. You're not doing what you're told. And, like, you can get, you know, like, your contract pulled. But, I mean, if, you know, if you're not showing up to work and stuff like that, I mean, you can say, oh, I mean, I'm I'm getting paid X amount of dollars. I don't have to show up and work, you know, kind of thing. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess, I mean, I just look at it, you know, like, as, like, this team's, like, investing in me in a way, too. So, I mean, you know, I you know, I still, I still, you know, got to come ready, ready to go. I can't, yeah. I can't slack off. So, but not to say that, like, I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm worth it, but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, still like, yeah. I think like, I mean, even if like, I don't, you know, um, you know, fit that team's mold, but I don't know, maybe I fit like, I don't know, like Sky Blue FCs, you know, or something like that. Um, I don't know, just like that kind of thing,
1: you know. So, I don't know. When we, when we talked yesterday, you mentioned that that might be something that they may move away from in the future Mm -hmm. do you think that that might happen
2: um I definitely think that it will especially just how they were talking about they were saying like that's like universal was um being able to like just negotiate like your own contracts and stuff like that um which you know at first I was just like oh I mean like I really don't want to you know, talk about that stuff. Like, I don't want to read a contract and yeah. stuff. Like, that sounds... that's how they get you, Charmaine. Yeah. You, you gotta read that. <laughs> gotta read the fine print. Yeah. And like, knowing me, like, I, I miss over things. Like, I'm a terrible reader. Like, I'll skim <laughs> stuff and totally something Charmé. might be so important. You I the... you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like, I don't know. So, yeah, like, just like the whole universal thing. I think, yeah, like, at a certain point, you know, it, it should be, you know, up to the player. You know to decide those things and just you know to negotiate what you know is best for them so for sure
1: nice well I think we covered a lot of good stuff my last I guess real question for both of you guys is what can we do better how can we how can we make the women's game better how can we Improve, improve upon what's already happening and then what are some things maybe we can add to continue to build on top of that
3: hmm.
1: i know it's deep it's yeah deep. it is <laughs> deep
0: because we did talk about a lot of things i just think like people who are investing in, cl- in the clubs or investing just in the leagues or whatever like do it right and Do it from a good place, not because, like, yes, the world money makes the world go around. Like, I know that, but this is kind of like not a fragile thing right now, but like, women's soccer is about it is taking off, but like, it's about to be big. Yeah, so getting the right people in the right spaces to make that happen, and then just like being more accessible for everyone across the board. Like, I feel like. The fan base is strong, but it needs to be come to a point where it's like I'm gonna go to um, North Carolina Courage, but it's not like I'm going to a women's soccer game. Like it's like I'm gonna go to an NFL game. I'm gonna go. It's just like yeah, a way of entertainment, and um, I just think like broadening the fan base making it more accessible to watch online, not online, on TV. Like yeah, there needs yeah, to be like,
1: yeah.
0: I know I'm so used to saying it's on Twitch. It's on Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. I mean, everything
1: is kind of just online now.
0: Yeah. 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 But it, we should be like able the to, like, yeah. yeah. On the TV. And a, there it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, And yeah. it's not at like some odd hour of the day on like some random, random channel <laughs> that only your TV provider can have. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like.
1: ESPN the old show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your sports band. yeah. <laughs> what is that about? I don't even want to get started on that. Can't even watch my Mavs, man. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Charme?
2: Um, I would say probably just, you know, just people actually like respecting us, you know, like as athletes, you know, at the end of the day. Like, I mean, we're not like obviously like we're not, you know, the NFL, we're not the MLB but like still like, you know, we're still doing the same thing. It just takes, you know, like those people, you know, to support us, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know, sometimes, I mean, I don't know, like you said, like just with soccer, like being a professional soccer player, like feels like a hobby. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know. It just, it just feels, it just feels weird. I mean, like it a hobby. <laughs> <a, laughs> it is weird. Yeah, yeah. Like a hobby's is like, like cooking or like, I yeah. don't know, like Sewing something, I don't know, or like knitting, you know, like just something that like you just do in like your leisure time. But like no, like it's like it's it's a full commitment, like it's a sacrifice, and I don't know. I just just like more people like realize that like it's no different than any other professional athlete and what they're doing. So I mean, like just why, like just why not invest and you know, like why not, mm-hmm. why not take it, you know, more serious, you know. So I think just you know just that respect. So.
1: Yeah. Boom, mic drop. love it Peyton Perea Charmaine Morgan thank you guys for your time thank you it's been a pleasure I think we had a good talk today
0: yeah very productive very productive
1: (laughs) um and yeah hopefully you know we can continue to watch you guys as you enter into your new seasons like I mean I'm definitely going to be watching but hopefully people listening to this will also tune in because it's just one at a time, you know, like it's just you know, with anything that you're trying to build, it's just one at a time. You just got to like slowly kind of like convert, you know, everyone and, and help them to try to understand better what what the, the the goal is and understand, like like you said, the sacrifices that you guys are making. And obviously the, you know, true talents that you guys actually have, like you guys are some of the best players in the world. Like that's something to be proud of and that's something that should be celebrated. And we will definitely be celebrating you guys as you head out into your new ventures. So thanks again for being here. Appreciate y'all's time. This was episode, what was it? What episode is this? 24? Episode 24 of the Footy Pod. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Be sure to catch us next week as we have another great guest on the show. My name's Sean Afkamehna. What's your name? Evan Bozeman. Thanks, Evan. (laughs) Peyton Perea, Charmaine Morgan. Thanks again.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Peace.